Very good. I think we are ready then. So let's see. For all acquainted be forgot. We are ready. Happy f***ing New Year. Saturday morning, superstar. This is a crazy milestone episode. It is. According to the cock, this is the final episode of the season. Yeah. So we didn't get a full year out of season. What do they call this thing? Season seven? What season do they call this? This is season seven is is what they consider this to be. They say episode 52. I don't see how that can be because this season started in April. So there must be some stuff missing. Well, what is the first episode? Is the the first first episode like the April? April. Yeah. It was April. It's after WrestleMania. So is that considered episode one or is that considered like episode 13 i can find out they call the first one we ever recorded episode 16 so that would be the 16th week of the year of 1992 i'm guessing right making it episode 16 even though there are no episodes before that yeah one through 15 does not exist not on the cock it does not not. no we'd have to go to uh lee garris (laughs) dark website on youtube yeah then we could always go back in time Yeah, so it's the end of season seven. Yes. It is also the end of the calendar year. Yeah. As far as 92 is concerned, this is the final episode of 92. Yeah. We are seniors in high school. We are. Just got through our senior winter concerts, and we're looking forward to the the year of our graduation at this Um, point. I was a February audition. When did you audition? Um, That's a good question. I, I, I was, you know what? I was early. I, cause I, I know I did early acceptance. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like November. Yeah. I think it might've been early November. How did you end up there? Like both of us should have gone to Westchester. In my mind, it was IUP, it was Westchester and it was Temple. I wanted to be a little bit far away. I wanted to get away for a little while. I gotcha. So that's, that's why I chose IUP. Yeah. It's one of the weirder things like Fan and I have never lived more like 40 minutes apart from each other <laughs> our entire lives and met 300 miles away from our homes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. It's hilarious. Hey, it was meant to be. Absolutely, yeah, dude. It was meant to be. <laughs> this is for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so here we are, like 30 years later, watching early watching 90s professional stuff. wrestling. We watched 30 years ago. It's uh, Saturday Morning Superstars, and uh, I am Dom. And I am Fan. And here we go. It's uh, December 26th, mm-hmm. 1992. Which is really the day after Survivor Series? Yes, this was recorded on November 24th, 1992 in the Nutter Center. We're still nutting all over the place here. <laughs> we're, we're at the nut. <laughs> they are continuing going towards Royal Rumble, which will be held at the end of January. And we get a, an opening. Yes, did and, you notice uh, the difference? I hey, I'm like I'm like freaking Santa Claus. I checked it twice this time. There is uh-huh. no nails. There's no nails. Nails out. Nails out. Nails gone. I was like, I have to check it again because I thought he was gone last week. But uh, who's he in this place? Not. I think is it Crush or is it uh, Razor? You know what? I didn't. I I'd Who have cares? to go through it no, again. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't. I don't want to go through it. I I gotta wait. <laughs> I, I think that's like a that's like a bi yearly thing that I do that because you have to wait at least six months to kind of let enough turnover happen where I can kind of go through it frame by frame. That's a feat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm seeing a crush one I hadn't seen before and never really paid attention to and possibly a razor. But I think razor was in there before. It might be yeah. crush. Crush might be the add in. Yeah, they're giving us a lot more, a lot more razor, as they should. They definitely should. should. Oh, speaking of which. Yeah, um, of course. As we are opening the show, our first match will be of Scott Hall. And Scott Hall, as of this recording, has just passed away. He he has, unfortunately. Did you see DDP's tweet 
I didn't see DDPs. I saw, I saw Hunters. I saw Bretts. I saw Kevin Nash's. Those are the three that I saw. I didn't see DDPs. DDPs was pretty good. It was, uh, hey, yo, death, what's your finish? <laughs> Can't wait to kick out Can't of wait it. to kick out. <laughs> that rules. He's like, something to the effect of Scott made sure that motherfucker didn't go over clean. <laughs> because he, he survived like a couple hours after they took him off light support. Oh, that's like, awesome. He wouldn't put death over clean. I'm like, <laughs> that's great. He is the man. That's awesome. That's good. So we start this thing with still a trio. We got a trio with Vince, Bobby, and the King. Yeah. So we're sitting here and, and Vince wishes everybody a happy new year or as we're moving towards 1993. And of course we have to talk about our new year's resolutions here. Well, yeah, he's on theme. Of course. So, <laughs> so the the king he asked the king first. What is what is his? Uh, does he have any resolutions? And of course, the king, in his most kingly manner, says he does not make resolutions. He makes proclamations, and he proclaims that 1993 will be the year of the king. Yeah, and their competition is going to fall to his feet, and he's going to mm-hmm. beat everybody. And I remember even back then thinking. This dude never wrestles. Barely. Like, he was never in the, in the, the ring. Yeah, he would He would do, like, you know, a match here and there. But he was commentator galore, Yeah, as far as I remember. He had, like, one feud with Bret Hart. Okay. And that's all I remember from him as a semi-regular performer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's talking about how he's going to beat everybody and how he's going to be in every, all these matches, which never happens. No, never happens. He's uh, a much better commentator. Bobby is not going to be a nice guy anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby played that up really, really good. He is no more Mr. No- nice Guy. No more, Mr. Cleefee. <laughs> I wanted him to bust out that, but that no more, Mr. Nice Guy. You go, Alice Cooper. Uh, he, uh, yes, he's he's going to be just a, a nasty, nasty person. More power to you, Bobby. I say, you know, go for it. Could you imagine, like, Bobby Heenan's face turn? <laughs> what would that be like? would never happen. How would that ever work? That would never happen. It's funny, you know, like, I, I guess, like, people love and respect him now for his contributions to the wrestling verse there. So, like, in a sense, he has turned face. <laughs> this is true. The, the audience turned him face. Yes, the audience turned him face. The audience but turned him face. He was a heel as long as he can remember. But the audience turned to face because they, right. they finally respect him. That's pretty good. Oh, we got a stack card today because they're going to tell us what we're going to see. We're going to see Tatanka. <laughs> we are going to see the late, great Razor Ramo. Hey, yo. That's right. The late, great Mr. Perfect. <laughs> I don't have any any anything for him. Uh, no, everything will be perfect. He's just perfect. I guess that's it. Yeah. That's right. And uh, the Head Shrinkers. Of course. Are, I think all these dudes are alive. We haven't lost any of these I guys. I believe so. I don't know. Offer? Question mark? I, I thought he came out recently in a Roman Reigns segment where he's like, uh, you know, okay, I'm no longer Head Chief. You you the man. Okay. Oh, uh, that could be. Yeah. Is it that could him be. Him or Sika or him and Sika? I don't remember. I'm not but sure. I don't know. We'll, we'll That's pretend. true. Yeah. We'll, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. We'll pretend he's still with us. Right off the bat, it's, mm-hmm. it's Scott Hall Appreciation Day because here he comes. It's, it's Razor. Yes, <laughs> that's my screeching car. That was a bad one. Yeah, we get Razor Ramon coming down the aisle to his very early 90s music a la uh, Young Guns 2. If you freeze frame two minutes, 33 seconds in, mm-hmm. there's this girl oh. booing him. Yeah. Wearing a turtleneck okay. with a Bret Hart tank top over it. Yes, so, I uh, did notice that. <laughs> she a, is she a plant? Did they like, hey, <laughs> put this shirt on over and we'll get you booing for the camera? Well, I'll tell you what. It, it, she could be a plant or I'm I'm not sure if it's the same girl leader, but I keep seeing this shirt on this episode. Yeah. This I think tank top shirt. They're definitely push, pushing this merch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if it was the same girl wearing it, but I just remember saying, I remember that shirt. Somebody else was wearing that. So yeah, there could, it could be a plant. I'm not sure, but you know, he said, wear this shirt and boo razor and we'll put you on camera. We have a cavalcade of red tight regulars tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know we've seen this dude before. It's, yes. uh, Mr. Manscape himself, <laughs> Gus Kentarkis. Okay. So it's, yes, he's, he's our resident Greek wrestler, a Gus Kentarkis. Cantorakis, or I'm just going to call him Cantankerous. Cantankerous. 
That would have been an awesome name for a wrestler. Gus Cantankerous. Cantankerous. But it's Cantaracus is how you pronounce his last name. Wearing the blue tights today, the baby blue tights. And we get the traditional entrance of Razor Ramon coming down. I like how he does the slow reveal with taking his vest off and everything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, The ladies like this. No, you, you, you can't do it too fast. Yes, yes. Let's take a look at the merchandise. Every cutaway uh, to the crowd is of mm -hmm. someone wearing Brett stuff. Yeah. Which I thought it was smart. All over the place. So they are they are pushing the feud, the uh, main event, I guess you could call it. I don't know. Would, would, I guess the Royal Rumble would be considered the main event of the Royal Rumble. But the big singles match is going to be Brett versus Razor. Yeah. And remember, like this, this is the start of like Hogan's not around. So yeah. the world title doesn't close the show as much as used to always close the show yeah but like when the war held it it was a crapshoot whether now it's going to be the last match or not yeah. and i don't know how many last matches brett's brett actually gets as champ mm -hmm. it's interesting because in uh, brett's tweet he references that match the 93 royal rumble match with razor ramon so that's making me look forward to that match because he says that's that's like a really, really good one. And other people like online were saying like, that's one of the, the matches you should watch. If you want to watch a good Razor Ramon match. This poor red tight. He gets thrown by his ears out of the corner. <laughs> grabs both his ears and flips him out of the corner. I had that. I said, throws across the ring by the ears. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. He just gets beaten the shit out of pretty good here. <laughs> he gets a good choke slam on him. He's on uh, Gus's back there and he's slapping the back of his head while he's pulling his tights. He's, up. Yeah, he's pulling his clothes. Yeah, completely humiliating him for this crowd. So he pulls <laughs> the Dankerous's top and then lets go when the ref admonishes him like it's illegal for him to grab the other guy's clothes. I was like, is that really against the rules? Like you can't pull on the dude's top? <laughs> I, I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe you can, you can do it, but you can't like hold on to it. Like having them in the ropes. I don't know. Hefner's counting the five every time he grabs his clothes. Hmm. That's interesting. I have never noticed that before. That, that yeah. could be a, you know, rule that they have decided to put it in there. Sergeant Slaughter. This is the one rule he enforces. <laughs> Listen, maggot. <laughs> You're not going to grab someone's top anymore around here. <laughs> I take offense to that. The Mounties zapping people is perfectly fine. fine. Perfectly fine. Do you grab a guy's top? I'm going <laughs> to fine you 20 grand. I like how Razor, as he's starting to finish the guy off more and more, he just gets onto more and more ropes. Like, I'm going to throw you from the second rope. I'm going to yeah. bring you up. Like, he keeps on raising the stakes on how he's going to drop this poor guy on his head. His finishing, not his finishing move, but his finishing combinations of moves is pretty, like, devastating because he does the second rope drop where he busts him off the back of the head, which is basically the, the same fall that the guy takes for the razor's edge. So he's essentially taking that fall twice because both times he's hitting the back of his neck pretty hard. So, yeah. and they both look damn devastating. I don't mind when they're not talking about the match in the ring because the match in the ring's against like a nobody who's going to be doing yeah. nothing. I mm -hmm. do mind when they're not talking about what's going on with the people who are actually in there. So mm -hmm. this whole time, they're talking about the Razor Brett match. They're not talking about Razor versus Cantankerous because no. there's nothing to talk about. But yeah. they are talking about the Razor Brett, which, you know, that this kind of came out of nowhere, which is kind of a little bit more real sporty. Like the committee has decided that the main event for this is going to be these two guys. Mm -hmm. And then the story starts between them, as opposed yeah. to what we have now where, you know, a guy, you know, like steals the dude's girl or pokes him in the yeah. eye or like there's a run in or or something and then the story starts and that's why they're fighting this is they were put against each other and now we're going to build a story around the fact that they have a match yeah which one works better i think it's better to kind of like grow into a feud as opposed to make a feud out of a match out of nowhere well this one's interesting because razors like adjacent to flair like there's a little bit of heat there because Flair and, and Razor are, you know, buddies right now. So you can kind of see how that would kind of work into it a little bit. So they, there was, there was a spark there, I would say, but then taking Flair out of the equation, they can really up the ante from there. I dig this because even if Razor loses, he's in the main event with the champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't put perfect against Razor because then. Perfect's got to lose. Yeah. And we're trying to build him as, as a new guy. So you put perfectly as Flair because Flair can lose that match and nothing happens to Flair. Certainly. And it builds up perfect as a good guy. 
-hmm. And Razor can lose against Brett because he's going against a champ, and that's a pretty high spot. So it's probably the best way to do that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can see how that will work out and that'll, that'll build Brett even further. Cause now he's starting to, you know, beat people that are not Virgil. Exactly. <laughs> I like how after the match, we're getting more interaction between the wrestlers and the replay on the Tron. Like they're acknowledging the Tron. Yes. The yeah. Tron, the Tron's becoming a bigger part of the show. Well, thank you, Mr. Hall. We miss you. Yeah. That one, that one hit me just cause you know, that's, that's childhood right there. Like everything that he did with like WCW and all that. So, and he was only 63 too. Yeah. But that, there were some city miles on that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That's a, that's like a, that's like a normal 85 at least. <laughs> yeah. You know, the life he lived, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, just being a wrestler alone would be, would be enough. <laughs> From the pages of WWF magazine, and as it's flipping through, it's like you can catch everybody who's not in the Federation. You, you get it. I'm looking at the WBF. Ooh. I'm looking at the Ultimate Warrior. I'm we haven't. At, I, we haven't said those letters in a long, long time. How dare you, Dom? I'm looking at Hulk Hogan. There's oh, Jake the Snake. There's oh a picture goodness. of him as it's flipping by, and then wow. it ends with a cover with. Nails and The Undertaker. Yeah, they're going to have to live with that one for the next month, even though Nails is completely out of the picture. Well, uh, not only is it brought to you from the pages of WWF Magazine, but we can actually join the fan club again. Yes, I want to join the fan club. I want to join the 1993-94 fan club. This That's stuff looks like Party City birthday <laughs> invitations. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's got its like little '90s colors, uh, you know, shapes around the edges. Some of the letters are filled in with colors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a "Do Not Disturb" thing for your room door what? with the Undertaker. With the Undertaker. Oh, I so want that. Oh, you can look that up. Look that up. I'm going to eBay. <laughs> How eBay. much do you think a 19? It's the exact same one. A 1992, oh, yeah. 93. Undertaker door hanger do not disturb rest in peace right. fan club vitamins. Before I find it, yeah. okay, I'm just gonna put it in here. Undertaker door hanger do not disturb. Right, I'm not gonna press enter yet because right. I don't want to see it. Okay, so I'm gonna say T92 93 Undertaker, so that's pretty vintage. Um, I'm gonna say somebody's selling it for 30 bucks. That is a hell of a guess. Press, pre press, uh, press enter. All right. Twenty three ninety nine, baby. Yeah. Twenty three ninety nine. Yeah. That's that's you know what? That's pretty that's good. Not You're pretty bad. close. That's not that's bad. That's not bad. You went over, so you don't win Oof. the showcase, but whatever. It's got zero bids and four days left. Uh, <laughs> Should we buy it? Um, well, I, got, I I could put a bid in for like five bucks and see if they take it. Well, that's that kind of awesome. funny because on the screen here, Gene is going to give you a five dollar savings certificate for WWF Magazine if you're a club member. Cool. So if I go for five bucks and then I send them the $5 gift certificate. Do you think they would take it? Do you think the eBay guy would take it? <laughs> the eBay guy would like, take I already it. got one. I'm selling parts of this thing. <laughs> you get a fan club card. You get a membership card. You mm -hmm. get another $5 on merch. So, Ooh, look at that. And the only thing that I'd probably want is the tape with all the theme songs. Yes, the cassette tape that you can see very prominently in the front there. I'm guessing that's a up in the top right corner that's a car sticker. Oh, yeah, the WWF thing? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Looks like a window sticker. Could be a window sticker. I would take that too. How how much did it cost to become a member? I, I, I can't imagine too much. I don't know. It's not told. Good stuff there, man. Gee, that is good. Close good the deal. Stuff. How much is it? <laughs> Come on, man. Always be closing. This is the third thing he's pushing in one sentence. WWF yes. slam. Oh my goodness. As this was playing, my fingers were flying because I have so many questions <laughs> about this thing. As I'm watching this go by and I'm like, holy shit, how did I never know about this song? And because I didn't watch it this time. So I That's didn't right. know this was a thing. And I'm looking at this and like going, this is like, this is gold. First of all, views at number four in the UK. Yeah. How bad is the music in the UK? It's as <laughs> bad as the cooking. <laughs> Banished <laughs> to food. I could not believe that. So I've got a I've got a bunch of stuff on this one as this goes by. So first of all, yes, it's a song that they put together. It's basically a bunch of video and audio clips set to bad CNC music factory underscore. It actually sounded like somebody 
that was recording at the time. It's like they yeah. got LL Cool J and said, "Hey, do you mind selling out for a little bit?" <laughs> exactly. And I'm, I'm like, I, I, well, that's what I said. I was like, I almost expected them to get sued because you know they would show Sherry singing a part of it, mm. but but it was overdubbed by this other woman who confronts Sherry on a talk show. And Sherry's like sitting there the whole time going, no, I sing songs. I sing songs. I sing songs. I sing that song. No, I sing songs. Bitch, please. They show a lot of Bulldog. Yeah, he's gone. He got fired. Yeah. It must have been produced before he left. The three faces that they have singing. Yeah, Bulldog has a couple of lines in it. But other than Um, that, it's mostly Macho, Brett, and I don't know how they convinced Mark Calloway <laughs> to do The Undertaker in this pseudo rap uh, yeah. horseshit. Oh, well, they got him. I don't know if it's that or they just took like one of his promos and and synced it up. It's they could have done that. Undertaker well. says slam. <laughs> Did he like, say I thought he said rest in peace. He but, says that the second yeah. time. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. All right. I'm looking at this uh, video and I'm like, all the the red tights are just happy to be in the video. <laughs> like, we're in the video, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get any royalties, unfortunately. The other thing I noticed was towards the end, they use the mirror effect. So you see like two of all these wrestlers and all of a sudden there's two Kamalas on my screen. <laughs> and, I said, you, and I said, you know what's better than one Kamala? Two Kamalas. <laughs> Holy shit, man, it's the prestige. <laughs> We have not seen Moon Man. Yes, we get a little bit of not seen Moon Man in there. Yay! And it, it looks like Conan. We have infiltrated your music now. <laughs> They've invaded the UK. <laughs> uh, our plan is coming into place. Last thing I noticed, and this is a huge one, not a single lick of Hulk. Yeah. No video, no audio, no nothing. It's interesting that you know, he was a part of 92, a good portion of 92 up to WrestleMania. Yeah, we're about to get him back. He's, he's yeah, in minutes. Yeah, he's, he's going to be coming back, but they don't have him in this at all. And they got Brett with the title a lot. They have yeah. a lot of shots of Brett with the belt. Yeah, those are my takeaways from that little video there. But, uh, woof, woof, comedy gold. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a pretty bad tune. We go from that bit of entertainment to the quintessential red tight barry horowitz is in the ring everybody bow to the awesomeness that is the horowitz so take a look at his ring attire yes it's awesome he has his hand on his Mm -hmm. sequin hand that he'll pat himself on the back with but now he has and he may have had them before. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. He has hands on his tights everywhere. And one looks like it's giving him a regerat. <laughs> That's the special one. Well, he's facing champion of yesteryear. Uh-huh. Everybody, welcome. This young whippersnapper to the ring. <laughs> it's Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund has returned from 1978 <laughs> to come and wrestle with us in 1992 against these ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bob coming out to no fanfare whatsoever. Oh my God, his, his entrance was so quick. Like the first time I watched this, I didn't even think he had an entrance. He doesn't. There's no song would, or anything. There's no, but I mean, like, I didn't even see him come down to the ring. Oh. I thought he was just in the ring or initially. And then like when I'm watching it, I watched it the second time. I was like, oh yeah, he does actually like come to the ring. I was just like, can we make this guy like any less interesting? Like, why are you banking so much on his age that he, that's going to get him over? I guess that was the underdog part. Here he is. He's old and he still can do it. He's still, yeah. he's still, he's still got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He never had yeah, it. Because no. This is a very entertainment-oriented product now. If you take every shot is of a family and kids, and he has zero charisma. His picture picture of himself, yeah. where he's like Ricky Bobby and still doesn't know what to do with his hands. He's got the hands. He's got the hands. Yes, I noticed that this time. He is so excited. New jacket. No more puffy shoulders. Yeah, he got rid of the puffy shoulders. He wants to wish everybody a great new year. Because he's he's so excited. Yes. So excited. He's going to work hard for them. 
He's going to the top. Yes. I like this match because it, it, the one thing I do like about the Bob Backlund matches is they are not just straight out um, squash matches. Like the red tights that he has faced so far get a little bit of offense in on him. And it's like a, like a decent type of offense too. It allows like a red tight, like Carwitz to actually show off a little bit of what he can do without getting completely squashed from the get go. I like the technical wrestler type guys allowing the red tight to get them into trouble so they can show how technically they can get out. Mm-hmm. Barry has him in a full Nelson. Bob Backlund gets out of it by having his leg go over his head. Yeah. Look how flexible I am. I could get out of a full Nelson with my, with my foot. Yeah. There was a couple of interesting, like foothold things going on where they were trying to, yeah, trip each other, but they were jumping over the person's foot. So yeah. they, it was blocking their, their trip attempt by jump roping their foot. Yeah, it was interesting. I wouldn't say it was cool. It was interesting. <laughs> it was not it was cool. just interesting. Yeah, I was just like, okay, this is how you're, you know, showing your technical prowess by playing jump rope with my foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doink is uh, in the uh, in the aisle with a yes. mop, and he seems like he's having some difficulty figuring something out. He's confused. He's counting with his fingers. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. So they tell him to go out there with this mop and mop and it gets to a point where he's just like well i can only mop so much so what should i do i'm gonna count with my fingers. <laughs> i'm gonna do something else that looks like i'm counting like how many times have i mopped i guess this many times <laughs> he starts mopping the security guy he goes over the railing at one point yeah, yeah. So I'll, maybe i'll mop this mm-hmm Bob Backlund's all about honor. He tries to shake hands before the match. He tries to shake hands after the match. And uh, yeah. Barry's a poor sport about this. Now, I love Barry's reaction. It's exactly how Barry should react. First of all, he gets pinned by that stupid reach around pin that he does. It looks back- awkward. <laughs> He's pinned by backbend. Yes. It's supposed to be like, I'm putting extra weight into this by rolling over. It's kind of like how Charlotte Flair does the figure four into the figure eight. Where yeah. she does the back bend, like does Which that looks hurt nothing more? like an eight. Yeah. Does that hurt more? I don't understand. Barry's on the outside of the ring and Bob's like, Hey, come on, shake my hand. And Barry spits on him. I'm like, You go, Barry. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Barry's like, You <laughs> suck. I have so much more charisma than you. And why am I losing to you? Even my tights are cooler than yours. You're the yeah. one wearing the damn red tights. You should be losing. I really had to like pay more attention to like how does he end his matches? Because when he's evil, boring Bob Backlund, where he's boring ironically, and that's mm. that's how he's a heel. He uh, starts using a crossface chicken wing. Oh yeah, he's I like, do remember that. Yeah. So it's like, is he doing that now? I'm like, oh no, I remember. It's the, it's the stupid backbend. Yeah, it's the backbend because that's the second time he's done that. So it's more of like a surprise ending. He doesn't really have a finish. He has a surprise ending. Yeah, but it's not a cool one like an RKO no. out of nowhere. Yeah, it's. A backbend. It's just a backbend <laughs> pin of some type. Well, Sean Mooney's here in the event center. We got promo number one with Repo. He's back. Yeah, we. I was like, where has he been? But Repo is back. Uh, he apparently stole a Mercedes. Yes. So once again, Repo, you don't know what a Repo man actually does. You a are a thief, sir. You are not a repo man. So he's basically calling out Brett because he's at the top of the heap and he says he will trade his car for the belt. Yeah, he uh, said the, the car he repoed was worth thousands. The belt must be worth millions. And I'm pricing these things out on eBay. <laughs> Nowhere close. Mer- yeah, I think the Mercedes is worth a little bit more than the belt. Mooney actually calls him out. He's like, no, that, that's stealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank you, Sean. Somebody actually figures that out. Promo school is in session. We get the nasty boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 and it's so nice when they do a promo and even like when they don't have some type of feud going on or if they don't have any storyline going on, they kill it every single time. But the nasties come out and they're basically calling out Jimmy and Money Inc. They're coming for the belts, which I think is the the right direction to go right now. That just seems to be the natural course of things. They say you will get nasty stuff down your throats. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> where, where are we going with this boys these guys are just so good 
and yeah. you don't even have to have the volume on. They're just so good. And yeah. usually you have a tag team where if neither can talk, they have a manager. If mm-hmm. one can talk, one starts talking and the other one just like fills in. Yeah. Laughs yeah. or growls. Nightheart wasn't a good promo, but he had like the laugh in this and that's all he did. But yeah. both of these guys are, are excellent. Like, yeah, they they work so well off of each other too. Like they just, it, it's almost like they know what each other is going to say. And maybe they do. I don't know if they like plan this stuff out or if they just do it off the cuff. But, it, you know, while Sags is saying something, Nobs will like do some emphasis with his fists on the, like just at the right spot. It, like it's, they do see each other so well. It's when, awesome. you, when you see like people who pour for a living like old st- old school comedians that do an mm-hmm. act and they perfect their act these guys had their act perfected and i didn't appreciate it at the time i thought they were like oh look at these guys they're out of shape and they're you know i wasn't crazy about them but watching yeah. them now in retrospect they're the best thing on the show half the time yeah they have the most entertainment quality to them wearing thatched huts <laughs> I kind of knew. I don't remember seeing uh, the head shrinkers wearing an actual hut, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. are coming down the aisle uh, to the tiki room pre music. <laughs> yes, as they usually do. We get the shot of Rikishi from uh, underneath to show their size. I mean, it's kind of weird. It's hard at this era to tell height because everybody is so friggin' big. Yeah. Like if you put these, these guys kind of look on the smaller side, but if you put them in a ring today with all like the, the more, Hey, we're going to do a lot of moves. So we're, we're kind of leaner and smaller, faster guys. Mm-hmm. They would probably look enormous. If yeah. you put, put them in the ring with like Jurassic Express, they probably would dwarf them because yeah. Rikichi was huge and here he is. And he looks kind of like a smaller dude in comparison to some of the guys they had hanging around at this time. Certainly. Who the hell are they fighting? Well, they are fighting Bill Vapor. Uh, I, I don't know if they just got his name wrong because it's Bill Baker. It sounds like Vapor. He's only got two matches to his name, uh, two TV matches, I should say. And Chris Allen is his partner, and he only has three TV matches. So these these guys didn't go anywhere. Yeah, these, uh, are, these are the red tights that I didn't recognize for the night. No. Everybody else is like, we've seen these dudes before, but this guy. We get their ritual to start off the match. And they almost scare uh, Vapor off <laughs> before yeah. the match even starts. He was going to leave uh, Chris Allen there high and dry, it looked like. But we start with Rikishi and Allen in the ring, and Rikishi just pummels Allen. And they do a little bit of back and forth. We get a double headbutt. They do one of the I'm done with you. Uh, <laughs> they just throw him into the corner with his own partner so he can tag him. It's like, you're done. Bring in the other guy. I love that with the red tights because usually you try to like keep the guy away from his own corner. Yeah. Because you don't want the fresh man in. They're like, ah, we're tired of beating this guy up. Yeah, this guy's done. When they tag in the second red tight, I don't know which one's which. When they tag in the second red tight, he barely gets in the ring before they destroy him. Yeah. He gets whacked in the head and I swear he got hit for real because he. Oh, yeah. He looks like he just got destroyed this is a full-on quintessential squash match like the red tights don't get any offense in whatsoever the, it's this is just to showcase the head trinkers strength and their bigness and their toughness and, and it goes nowhere for a red tight even when he throws him into the tag his partner they literally throw him and his head bounces off the bottom turnbuckle yeah, it's that, pretty brutal. Look like it hurt. Yeah, it is brutal. Now, do you think if you have a red tight, you're like, all right, these guys are kind of, you know, they're new. We're going to be mm-hmm. extra careful with them. Or do you like, we don't trust these guys to sell, so we're going to make them sell. <laughs> like, oh, I, I think that's that's fully, I, I agree with the latter of that. <laughs> like, if, if you've never met these guys before, you're hitting them hard. Because if they're not going to, like, if you don't know how well they sell, you can, yeah, you're going to make them sell. You know, when the match is about to end, it's time to eat the guy. <laughs> start, start biting on them. Yeah. They, they give him the chew toy. Yeah. They give him the double chop. They give him the double Russian leg sweep, which I, I always like that move. I think that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. That was a good one. Move. They eat him and then they do the, uh, I don't understand why the other dude, Samu, says, Samu, why he stands underneath Rikishi. Well, the only thing he does is he kind of gives Rikishi something to put his hands on as he's trying to get up to the top rope. He's like, he's like a, a railing. Oh, okay. So that moves Rikishi's railing on his way up. All right. Yeah. Cause he just kind of stands there and then Rikishi has to jump over them. Like is, does that look 
uh, I don't know, maybe it looks cool for him to jump over the other dude. I guess it's a way to like bring them both in together. I think it's stupid too, because it doesn't yeah. really doesn't do anything, but no, he's just standing there. Vince actually during this mentions that the Steiners are yes. coming in as a possible foe for the head shrinkers. So I don't know if that was maybe a promo that happened on challenge or, or something else, or maybe like a prime time or something like that. But that's the first that we are hearing of the Steiners. Like we know that they are at uh, WrestleMania nine. So it had to happen mm-hmm. sooner or later. Cause I remember watching WrestleMania nine and they were in it. I thought that was interesting. It was just kind of like thrown in there as a side. It's like, and the Steiners are coming in. They could be a possible foe for the head shrinkers. Well, like, we were oh. talking about like, who are the good guys? Like yeah. we were trying to go through the good tag teams and like, there weren't that many. There certainly weren't that many that haven't already been exposed a lot. Like the natural disasters have been around like a yeah. while. Yeah. High energies, just jobber to the stars. They are. Bushwhackers yes. are clowns. They're, they're no credible threat. So you got no. the nasties and who really else? Steiners were a big enough name at the time that when I was reading like the, the off-brand magazines, like the Pro Wrestling Illustrated ones, mm. they would cover the Steiners a lot. So yeah. I not watching WCW because... We didn't really get it in the Northeast. Like it was hard, yeah. to, hard to find. Yeah, on our three, on our three channels. <laughs> yeah, kids, kids. Yeah. Have no idea what it was like. Yeah. Uh, even with them never seeing them, I had heard of them, and yeah. I knew that there was some kind of crazy move called the Frankensteiner, which they should still call the Huracrana to this day the Frankensteiner. <laughs> Huracrana sounds stupid. If Frankensteiner sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wade Boggs is in the house. The only reason I know Wade Boggs is there is an episode of Cheers, which had, <laughs> had Wade Boggs in it. He does look like he'd be a regular Cheers. Yeah. Definitely. We decide to delve back into the perfect can do anything vignettes, which I was like, all right, we've been through this. I don't really understand why we're doing this again. Why don't we just show him in the ring, like kicking some ass and that will be good enough for me. But we get Wade Boggs introducing us to the perfect hitter. And of course, uh, the perfect uh, hitter is going against the most minor league pitcher that I've ever seen in my life. Wade so Boggs' I, nephew, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Joe Boggs. I don't think this guy is throwing like 96 mile an hour heaters at perfect. He's like lobbing it up there, slow pitch softball style. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's underhand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so perfect can knock it out, you know. And how many takes did that take for him to get that, mm-hmm. you know, that shot that he called apparently? So it's absolutely perfect. And then they show Boggs at the end, like, can you, he, he's got like this, can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, why, why hasn't a team picked up Kurt Henning? Exactly. Like, why he, isn't he on, on the Mets? He, he's absolutely not that perfect, but you know, the camera can do magic. Don't. I can't, I guess. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Here he comes. Reverend brother, pastor, deacon, friar, rabbi, archbishop, cardinal, poop, slick Hallelujah. is up next added a few yeah, there's a lot going on <laughs> still don't know if he's a heel i can't tell if he's just trying to be annoying or if he's trying to be an agent of the lord and he's supposed to be a good guy in 1992 i believe he is a baby face in in 2022 he's the most annoying heel that you're ever going to see it's tough to tell he's so, everywhere in this too yeah he has a vision of setting new goals because it's a new year dom okay and uh he's going to set some new goals and he wants us to set some new goals. He wants us to be all that we can be. Yeah, so all of a sudden he's like an army commercial. And he wants his message of light to be heard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not drawing a dime with this. Okay, so he's been doing this for how many weeks now? Uh, this is at least the third, probably the fourth. Yeah, I was going to say the fourth. I think he's somewhere around the fourth. So what is the end goal? Is he know. coming in as just... You know, a, a talk, like, is he going to be like, um, like a talk show type person? Like, is he going to manage somebody? It's a, it's a very good point. Like, what is, what's he drawing? Like, wh- yeah. why, why are we watching this guy? Is he going to be, yeah. Is he going to bring in somebody? Is he going to bring in like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, some kind of religious wrestler that he's going to manage. Is he going to like manage well, we had um, John Paul, yeah. the red tight. <laughs> yeah, we, the, we did. That's <laughs> the Pope. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I just don't like. What's he I'm, doing here? Yeah, I'm like, thinking, what, what? yeah, like as we've seen these vignettes now for four weeks, 
Like where, where is this going? I mean, I could see him having like a barbershop brother love funeral yeah. parlor type show, but yeah. there's, he's not managing anybody. He's not no. in a storyline. Yeah. What, what is his point? Yes. I think we've seen this red type before. If we have, it's been very minimal because we are seeing Brett Tyler. He's our red type. And Maybe he's I'm going thinking to, about red Tyler. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. That could be. Brett Tyler only has four TV matches to his name. So maybe if we have seen him, it has been very, very minimal. He is facing the running Tatanka yep. coming down to the ring. Put the wagons in a circle. Tatanka's here. They mention that he is still undefeated. Right. Virgil loses every single match mm -hmm. and he's been getting title, title shot match. after title shot after <laughs> so, title shot. Yeah. He's, what, what the hell? What yeah. Tataka should be back there going, holy shit. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do I got to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the math here. I've beaten everybody. I got yeah. my feathers back. Yeah. 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 Completely undefeated. Not a single title shot. <laughs> yeah. Virgil hasn't won shit and he's had no. an intercontinental title shot. He had a world title shot. Exactly. Like, what do I got to do? <laughs> Very good point. I mean, they're pushing that he's undefeated. Boink is uh, back in the hizzy. Yeah, so the, this kind of ties in with the earlier periods of Doig holding on to his mop and mopping the area here. Tatanka's in the ring and uh, gives Tyler several chops. Tyler and... tries to chop back and Tatanka's like, what are you doing? Yeah, he did. So I, th I feel like this is Tatanka's new thing because we've seen this before. Right. Out of Tatanka. It's kind of like the Shawn Michaels, like, don't touch my face mm -hmm. thing. And Tatanka's using it like when somebody gives him a chop, he gives him like the, oh, no, you didn't stare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Bobby's like up there, oh, made Tonto mad now. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, yeah, he's backing off. We get a nice big back body drop after that. Uh, we get a picture in picture of Tatanka doing one of his uh, all-time great pontification speeches. Yeah, all right. Did, did you do this one? I, I did, but it was very, very short. It doesn't really go anywhere. It's just, you know, it's the t it's basically Bob Backlund's picture-in-picture picture, just in Tatanka style. Oh, my God, that would be the greatest tag team of all time. <laughs> Bob Backlund and Tatanka for the shit. Yes. <laughs> So we get, all right, I'll put some, put some Indian music under this. Tatanka has spoken to the great spirit, and I am looking forward to participating in the Royal Rumble, because the winner gets to face the champion, whoever he is, at WrestleMania. And I would also like to also wish everyone a happy new year. Is the best way to build your champion, because this comes up in this promo, and Vince says it like all night, about how... Brett defends the belt too much, and he might not even be champ by WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Like, is that a way to build your superhero? Like, he's probably going to lose the belt by then. Oh, I don't know if he can do it. He's going to burn himself out. Mm -hmm. Is it showing well, he's an Iron Man or saying that, like, we don't have faith in it? Or does it give him a little bit of that underdog appeal? Like, oh, he can't possibly, you know, win against this guy. He's been, he's been fighting way too many matches and burning himself out. I guess that's what it's trying to do, but I'm also thinking, I don't know if that makes him look like the champ. Looks like, mm. oh yeah, well, he's one of these guys. It might be Skinner. It might be the Berserker. <laughs> one of these guys is going to like get lucky one day and he's not going to be champion anymore as he yeah. fights the lower mid card. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is there, but you know, obviously it, it worked to a point. I think people appreciate Bret Hart way more than they did at this point. Because obviously it was not drawing uh, right. as much as they had hoped. We are back to the match and we get a nice big clothesline chop and his dance. Uh, Doink <laughs> is out in the aisle making fun of him yes. the entire time. Yeah, he's doing like uh, woo woo woo. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing like a howl hand. He's, he's got, this dude is going to be in full Twitter apology by the end of this match. <laughs> uh, so we get lots of chops and a big body slam, a chop off the top, of course. And as Bobby calls it, the papoose to go for the win. And then we get to what this match is actually meant for, the meeting between Doink and Tatanka in the aisle. Yes. Indian so. versus clown. Indian versus clown out in the aisle. Doink is trying to mop Tatanka. Yeah, it's weird. He's mopping the floor. Tatanka yeah. is waving his finger at him like, no, clown. You yeah. don't actually mop the aisle. Mm. And then Doink starts mopping Tatanka. Yeah. So he's mopping Tatanka and Tatanka's like, no. Finally, somebody <laughs> like steps up to the clown because this clown, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow didn't. 
No. Moni Gennetti Gennetti didn't. didn't. No. Uh, but Tatanka's like, no, you don't touch me with the mop. I'll fucking kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, we get a, a little bit of a controversy between the two of the these guys. Doink throws the mop over his shoulder and then promptly swings around to which Tatanka has no reflexes whatsoever yeah. and gets hit by the mop over Doink's shoulder. The heels are loving it in the, on the announcing. They are. Vince not so thrilled. I don't remember if there was a clown Tatanka feud, but... Maybe. At least he was the first person to step up to him. Yeah. It might be something that we might see as like a Superstars episode or maybe like a challenge. They do like a Tatanka versus Doink. Ikefro, mm -hmm. wishing us a happy new year, is bringing us our Royal Rumble report with uh, Mijin Oakland. One thing I thought was interesting is they gave you the recap of the initial six. They said, hey, here's the guys from last week mm -hmm. that we got to be in the Rumble. And here's some new people. I think we had mentioned last week Yoko was going to be in it. That was mm -hmm. one of the first, the initial six. And we get like a quick little promo from Yoko and Mr. Fuji. Yoko will be in the Royal Rumble. He will be turned loose. He will be uh, the winner. And he's right. We don't, we now can save 50 bucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what done. we got? We got Berserker's going to be in it. We got mm -hmm. Backlund. So that's one and two. Mm -hmm. We get a uh, million dollar man, the three. Mm -hmm. Who's next here? We got Tataco, four. Undertaker's five. Go is six. And that's the promo. So that's the original yeah. six. That's the original six. Yeah. Then we get Flair. Mm -hmm. We get Which a quick surprised little... me because yeah. I thought he was out of the Federation before the rumble happened. Yeah. Well, apparently we'll he's going to be in it. And I mean, he's, you know, he won last year, so he knows how to win these things. He's not worried about perfect or anything like that, but he basically says I won last year. Somehow out of witness protection, <laughs> we have the macho man, Randy Savage. Yes. He's going to make an appearance for the Royal rumble. We will see him in there as well as IRS will also be in there. That was the big thing last week. Like, why is the Million Dollar Man in there and not mm -hmm. IRS? Is there mm -hmm. something going on? Did Jimmy Hart keep IRS away? And no, he didn't. No, <laughs> no, did not happen. Uh, we get Virgil to be the first one thrown out. Uh, do we get Mr. Well, we get Mr. Perfect first. Yeah. Macho Perfect. Oh, yeah. The, and then Virgil. Poor Virgil. Well, we get... Yeah, Perfect gets to do a, a little bit of a, a promo on this one. And he's basically saying that Flair won last year because of his advice. Obviously will not happen this year. He's going to take care of himself. They paused the entrance to actually promo a match. And this thing looks awesome. Yeah. Big Boss Man versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm yeah. there. That's going to be totally this. in there. I'm like, yeah. this is it. I was like, awesome. Yeah, let's, let's give, let's give these guys try and, and see what goes on there i'm I'm looking forward to that one I, I'm, I'm in yeah and brett versus razor is going to be our main event and we get brett giving his promo yeah he is a it, it's a decent promo he he goes off the uh you know everybody's got a reputation and of course razor's got a a big reputation but uh hitman of course is the best he can't beat that and he's, he's even doing it himself I'm i'm really defending this thing a little bit too much I don't know. The Royal Rumble is planned to take place on January 24th, 1993. So we got a, a few more weeks of yeah, we got superstars yeah. uh, before that happens. Here comes match of the night. Yes, sir. We got Virgil versus Balls. And I'm surprised I didn't make this reference earlier. Balls is in the Nutter Center. Balls is in the Nutter <laughs> Center. Should have the advantage. We could do this pretty quick. Virgil has a match. <laughs> there was not much to this one. He yeah, looks smooth. The... Like this guy is wrestling 101. He has his basic stuff looking great. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. like, he doesn't do a lot, but what he does is like really awesome. And whenever he puts a little bit of attitude towards this thing, I'm like, God, a, a real Virgil heel run with a good mouthpiece would have been great. I know he's coming off of, he wasn't a heel, but he's with a bad guy. And yeah. now he's like not with him anymore. And he's his own man. He's a good guy. But there are times where like every once in a while, there's a move or two where like a pissed off Virgil would have been a really cool thing. That was it. Yeah. He could have made a really good heel. Well, I guess he kind of was when he went over to EC or WCW, but he wasn't yeah, really wrestling over there. Virgil eventually became like a, an ironic joke. Yeah. Like, hey, it's Virgil. Remember yeah, him? Yeah. And that's a shame because I think there is more in the tank for this guy. Yeah. What well, is with Balls' hair? Uh, I don't know. He's all over the place. Well, it's, I mean, that's that's he shaved why off he the became middle. Balls. He shaved, <laughs> all he has is like a little tuft at the end, uh, each end of his head. Yeah, it's like a little like Charlie Brown type hair. 
cut there. You know, he's just trying to go for the one curly cue, I guess. On either end of his head. Yeah. I don't know what, what you want to do with him, but you know, that's, that's why he became balls. This is when like any move could just be the finisher. As long as you didn't last the Russian leg sweep is Virgil's finisher. Yeah, but it, I guess because he's so good at it, it, it it looks good enough that it can, you know, act as a finisher. This was my favorite part of the show. After the Russian leg sweep, and he goes to pin. So if you're watching at home, at 37 minutes, about 23 seconds in is the pin. Mm-hmm. The ref is counting one, two, and then it cuts to this little boy in the audience counting along with the ref. And then when three hits, he's the happiest kid ever. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even see that kid. I'm going to have to check that out. It's the best. We go right into a Bam Bam match. Yes. Bam Bam's in his better outfit. We're out of the uh, yellow school bus thing and back in his black, purple, and, and red. Thank goodness. I love Bam Bam Bigelow. Right? Yeah. He just, he just looked like he would f*** you up. <laughs> he probably would. He, he probably, probably would outside of the ring. I'm so sure. Hey, I uh, bet. We got Brian yeah, Costello. He's, got, he's basically Brian Costello. So we have seen Costello quite a few times before. So, you know, in, in trying to dig up information on these guys, it gets harder and harder. We're this is in, the 12th time we've seen it's him. It's the 12th time we've seen him. But I did find this comment on one of the sites about Costello. I don't know who put this comment in, but I just thought it was hilarious. So I have to read this. So it says, Brian Costello lives off his name as an enhancement talent for the WWE in the early 90s. Never really that great of a worker and pretty plotting. He runs shows every August in the minor league stadium, bringing in B-list legends, in quotes, that don't (laughs) draw. He is a bit of a creep as he makes bizarre posts on social media and creeps on the profiles of women that either work his shows or he's encountered in some way. Oh, wow. (laughs) A few weeks ago, we had stuff out of order where they had a promo and then you were told that there'd be a match Mm -hmm. and you were wondering why they aired it in this way. They finally get this right. We just heard that there's going to be a boss man Bigelow match. And Mm -hmm. now we have boss man in the picture in picture for the Bigelow match. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Now, this is what confused me because he says in the picture in picture that they will face off on challenge instead of the Royal Rumble. So I thought this was a Rumble match. Maybe they're going to do like an interview or a. uh, Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that was a little bit confusing because. Beat down. Yeah. It said on, you know. A contract signing fan. We we did a contract (laughs) signing. We've never done a contract signing. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. They're going to do a contract signing and a wedding. What could go wrong? (laughs) Nothing, nothing. They'll they'll go off without a hitch. Yeah. That's what always happens. I have here that in Bam Bam's match, he misses a flying headbutt. Kind of hits him in the tummy. I don't know if that was, you know, what was going on there, but not the best headbutt for poor Bam Bam. This apparently is not a great move. Like everybody's been warned not to do this finisher. Yeah. It really messes with you. Everybody who did it either got really messed up or is dead and no exception here. Mm-hmm. For Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. Beast of the East. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, he has won his match. We are back in the event center with Sean and we get a, another Kona crush. Promo. He is, he's <laughs> gone fully tropical. Oh my goodness. I, Every, I think when, how, how much more of a wine can this guy get? And he's practically like Wilson, the volleyball at this point. I, <laughs> I, I tried to dictate this a little bit but in the style of crush. So I don't have the whole thing, but I just thought I, I had to do this because now these are getting to be, you know, pretty iconic promos by crush here. So I'm just going to say these little bits. Aloha. Crush wants to thank you for your push. Competition is getting tougher and tougher. Stay away from the drugs, brother. <laughs> it's like his, his accent gets more and more heavy as we go. Yes. By the week. I was yeah. like, holy shit. What happened to just regular crush where he likes to crush things? No. Like milk cartons. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's, he's on Fantasy Island at this point. He is. Hey, uh, you know, you talk an accent. <laughs> we got ourselves Damien Demento. Oh, uh, uh, Dom, I don't want you to worry, but I think Demento has started to speak to me. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've started to understand Demento. He's, he's really getting to me, Dom. He says, everybody fears what they don't know. And, but you know, you know, I do know. He says, you don't know me very well. I don't know him very well, Dom. They don't know. He's, he's right. Saying- 
He's, he's well, we apparently created him. Uh, I, I did create him. He's this he's, is your fault. He's part of my tormented imagination. <laughs> I, I created Damien Demento. You created Damien Demento, you I, bastard. I can't run from him. I can't hide from him because wherever I go, uh, he will always be there. So it is said, so it shall be done. He's. It's like he's speaking from my mind, Dom. <laughs> well, turn him off. <laughs> I can't. I can't. He's in but there. Just when you thought it was safe. <laughs> we have a Martin Gennetti promo. Oh, no. No, I don't know if I can come back from this now. Basically, oh. uh, Janetti says, I, uh, Sean, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you didn't know, I'm back and I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yes. Uh, I kick his butt. Oh, uh, unfortunately. Bobby, the brain is on the phone which is going to be a, a very quick after credit sequence. We're left with what's there next week. So before we get there, did you like the episode, Than? There were so many good things. I, I have to say I did like this episode because we were coming off of a couple of fairly boring weeks. And we, just had, we had some good comedy in this one. So I was, I was very, very, very happy with this episode. Uh, not too much like really happens story-wise, but it just, there was, there was so much to just comment on on this one. So I was happy with this one. Yeah, this is this is a, a redemption. We got some good matches from good wrestlers with some mm-hmm. good red tights. They weren't ignoring them. They were trying to tell the story of uh, what's coming up in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. We finally have some something makes sense with the the clown. The clown hits a wrestler, and the wrestler gets pretty pissed. Yeah, so yeah. that that makes sense. So yeah, I was glad. So what was your match of the night? Uh, I have to go with my man Barry. Man, Barry Barry was my red tight of the night, and Barry was my match of the night. Just because he got a little bit of offense in there. And I feel like, you know, he could have won that match. <laughs> Barry, Barry should have won that he, match. He should have won that match. He could have, and he should have. Yes. The Bam Bam match is my match of the night. Nice. Uh, my red to the night is, of course, Virgil. <laughs> Damn. I missed that one. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I missed this comment, but I was like, you know, Virgil faced Balls Mahoney. If that had been in an ECW ring, there would have been a much different outcome. <laughs> yeah. Also kicked his ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tune to next week where we have uh, Crush. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we might be going downhill quick here, Don. Yeah. Well, to follow that up, we have uh, Marty Gennetti. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not helping yourself. No, it's, it's not looking good, uh, uh, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. We have Yokozuna, so that's okay. uh, that's a bit of improvement. We'll, we'll get that. Okay. From the, from the land of the rising sun. Yes. And our main event. We have Oof. a name versus... I guess a name. We we're putting him on on uh, red tight status right now. He's it's, like on red tight probation. It's yeah. He's well. I mean, red tight might be like a belt. So maybe this is the black belt of red tights. <laughs> we have Mr. Yeah. Perfect versus the Berserker. Yeah, Berserker, who I've been seeing for quite a while, at least on Superstars. I don't know if he's been making any appearances on Challenge or not. Well, the news of who Bobby was talking to on the phone. We are going to see the entrance to the Federation, even though he's been around for like about a year in the WBF. Mm-hmm. Lex Luger, the narcissist, mm. is on his way. Nice. This is the era, which is kind of reverse 96, where people were leaving WCW and heading towards WWF. So you get mm-hmm. Flair, you're going to get the Steiners, you're going to get Lex Luger. You're seeing people thinking that, the, that WCW is a sinking ship and... The mm-hmm. WWF was the place to go. So you're going to see this influx of WCW guys for the next year or two mm-hmm. before they all leave and go back. Yeah. So, but Yeah, they're just trying to go where the money is, of course. Yeah. Oh, and, wait a uh, minute. He's getting sued by the government? Maybe we'll just <laughs> head back over uh, to, yeah. to Georgia for a bit. Yeah. So there it is. The Very end nice. of a year, the end of a season. Wonderful. Yeah. So do we do we start our second season with our next episode? I don't know. Does that ever work on a podcast? I never Ooh, like because I was I was gonna kind of go till uh, April, April to April, April to April, and then call it our second season. It, it would depend if you wanted to follow the year storyline with WrestleMania, or do you want our audience to be able to follow along on the cock? That's a good. That's a good call. That's a good call. I'll make um, it simple. We don't have much of an audience, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. That's right. Uh, that's true. 
That's like true. You got, just play them in order. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to keep going, and one day it's going to be a, uh, season one. One day it's going to be season two. And you know what? It's not going to make much of a difference. Start the first episode, work your way forward. It's, yeah. It's chronological, so motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Sayonara, Undertaker. Sayonara, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels has left the building.